Hello, welcome back, everybody, to Far From Qualified Crime. My name is Dan. My name is Ryan. This guy is Ryan. We're back again. Episode two of, of Crime series. Last week, we crime. had a paranormal crime. Go Hogs. FFQ crime. Why is it Go Hogs? Because <laughs> it's Arkansas. Again, we're back in Arkansas. Uh, it's it's another, another just awful, awful story. And this one... Uh, by far worse than the last one. I'm not saying other people's lives are more important, but this one was this is a doozy. Yeah. Well, there's more. There's more death. Yeah, lots more death. So that's so be prepared. Yeah. By comparison, probably worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think any sensible person would say this was worse mm-hmm. than the last. Jeez. Uh, so if that you know, if you're interested, you know, if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what does. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Come on. Uh, like I said, back in Arkansas. We're in a little town called Dover. This Dover. Episode. Never been to Dover. Ever been uh, to Dover? I hadn't heard of Dover. Okay. Well, I think I've heard of it. Never been there. <clears throat> uh, old town. Founded in 1852. It's in Pope County, Arkansas. Ever been to Pope County, Arkansas? Probably have, yeah. Okay. All right. And you haven't heard of Dover? Well, I'm not sure what other you know, cities are in Pope County. You know? I don't think anybody does. Yeah. Uh, it's about an hour 15 from Little Rock. Uh, that's the only you know place to talk about in Arkansas, and then uh, oh, about an hour twenty one minutes from Alexander, which was our last FFQ crime episode. Mm-hmm. Them boys on the tracks, boys on the tracks. Rest in peace. Uh, really, really tiny town Dover is two point eight three square miles, uh, <laughs> and then one thousand three hundred and thirty seven people. That's lead. That is lead. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, violent crime in Dover is. Half the national average, not even half. All right. Yeah, go Dover. Go Shout Dover. Very to. safe place. If you want to be in a safe, nice place with no crime, nothing ever bad happens, move to Dover, Arkansas. There's a thousand people there. <laughs> a thousand others, yeah. <laughs> You'll be one of 1,300 people. Probably pretty hard to meet someone there. So anyways, before we before we get to Dover, I'm going to tell you about a man named uh, Robert Ronald, not Robert. <laughs> Rob Robert. <laughs> Rob Ronald. His name Ronald was, Gene yeah. Simmons. Gene Simmons also. Not Gene Simmons, but Ronald Gene Simmons, okay. not from Kiss. This guy, he could probably sing yeah. if I had to bet. Just and, on the name. And before we start, we both I've heard this story mm-hmm. on a podcast. Right. Um Religional. And it was insane. Didn't tell you about the story. Right. And then you pitched the idea for it for our podcast. So Right. Yeah. Just just looking up um you know, Arkansas crimes. Yeah. This is pretty high on the list. Yeah. So if you're from Arkansas, especially if you're older and you were around in the 80s, you probably heard this story. Mm. Lovely story. So Ronald Gene Simmons, like I said, before we get to Dover, we'll talk about uh, old Gene Simmons here. He went by Gene Simmons, though, which is unfortunate. <laughs> <clears throat> he was born July 15th, 1940 in Chicago, uh, Illinois, to Loretta and William Simmons. Uh, whenever he was three, though, his dad died of a, a stroke. Mm. Uh, but within a year, Simmons' mother remarried, this time to another William. But this was William Griffin. She and, only uh, married Williams. Yeah. Bills. She had two, a thing for Bills. Two Wills, yeah. Two Will Bills. He was a civil engineer for the Army. Uh, mm. And then in 1946, moved the family to Little Rock, Arkansas. Woo pig. Woo pig. Uh, thank you for your service, Mr. William. Uh, you know, they transferred out around a lot, like most uh, military families do, going all over around central Arkansas for about the next decade. Uh, Gene was a kind of a troubled kid, you know, didn't really adjust well to the moves that his family did often. Really bad behavior at home, at school, uh, which isn't really surprising. 
Sure. But he turned out to be a stand-up guy. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, well, that's he t- that, you know, that hardship molded him yeah. into a, an amazing man, as we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, his parents put him in a all-boys Catholic school to try to oh, curb their it. behavior. Yeah, that'll <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was their attempt to kind of, you know, curb it a little bit. It didn't go well. He was there for about a month before he got kicked out. So Gene, poor Gene, uh, wasn't fitting in anywhere. No school. Uh, he didn't really, didn't really figure it out. But 1957, you know, 17 year old man now, Gene is. He drops out of school, and he was, uh, well, okay, but 17 year old man drops out of school. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, uh, he was inspired by his stepfather, who was an upstanding military man. Yeah, and so he joined the U.S. Navy. And uh, he was, you know, stationed in uh, Birmingham, Washington, Bremerton, Washington, sorry. So at at a naval station there. Okay. Fresh out of dropping out of high school. In Washington, Uh, okay. Yeah, way the hell away. Uh, In Washington, he met Becky Ulibari, a USO volunteer. And uh, it was was love at first sight. They began dating pretty quickly. Uh, and then uh, he was stationed in New Mexico in 1960, just three years later. Becky followed him. She was just a volunteer, like I said. And uh, they got married. <clears throat> All right. So three years dated, traveled on out of Mexico, New Mexico. You know, this is the American dream. It is for people born in Chicago. Uh, in 1963, uh, he was like, I'm done with the Navy, done my time. Yep. He wanted to be a banker because lots of big money was apparently rolling into the banks in the 60s. Okay, but uh, life outside the military was not kind to Gene, as it was his whole life before that. So it wasn't about two years before he said, "You know, fuck it, I'm going back to the you know the army." He went to the Air Force this time. Okay, yeah. So the banking career. <laughs> There's a small dog. <laughs> There's a small dog biting uh, my microphone cord. Here, pass the dog. Thank you. Just just a moment. <laughs> Come here, Bean. Here, I got. I got this is this is Bean. <laughs> Come here. <clears throat> Sorry for that interruption. Okay. Uh, so yeah, joins the Air Force, where he had an excellent twenty-year career. Uh, he was awarded uh, a Bronze Star Medal, the Republic of Vietnam Gallantry Cross for his service as an airman, and the Air Force Ribbon for excellent marksmanship. Okay. So my man, my man went to uh, the Air Force, went sicko mode, and got some medals. You know. Pretty cool. He retired uh, from the Air Force and the military uh, on November 30th, 1979, with the rank of Master Sergeant. Okay. So really, uh, really a nice little wholesome story, you know, of Gene Simmons, not from Kiss. He, you know, had a rough childhood, but he found a home in the military and he excelled there. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Met the love of his life, Becky, uh, got married, spent many years uh, in the military. Just a stand-up guy, from okay. what you know, from what we've learned so far. Right, right. Uh, during during those twenty years, uh, Gene and Becky had seven children together. Uh, so they're they're one of those psychopaths, um, and you know, so outside of his military career, Gene was in fact not an upstanding guy. Right. You know. Yeah, I knew that. <sighs> well, you know, for our listeners, I'm so sorry to report this, but Gene was you know pretty short-tempered. Uh, he was extremely strict with his family you know he he controlled every aspect of his wife and his his children's lives uh you know this was this was in the 70s 
and they didn't have a telephone in their home. Mm. They were not allowed to receive any kind of mail or buy anything from a store without his approval first. He would like read all their mail and stuff and kind of, you know, check it out before giving it to him. Uh, wouldn't let his wife buy like household essentials for anything. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> just really an asshole in general. Right. Uh, he would, he would live like well above his means spending outrageous amounts of money. But like I said, not letting Becky have money for anything. Uh, so like I said, seven children, but Becky, uh, she had complications for her seventh childbirth. Okay. As a lot might. Uh, and the doctor was like, Hey, listen, you know, you don't need to have any more kids. It could be bad for you and the child. Like you could just die. Right. And that pissed Gene off. You know, he's like, well, you know, it's, a, it's my right as a man to, to have children. And like, you're going to give me more children until he's I die or whatever. <clears throat> So it took some convincing, but Becky finally persuaded him to say, you know, okay, we can't have kids. Like, I'm going to fucking die. The kid's going to die. We can't have kids. Yeah. And Gene was like, you know what? Fine. Well, you know, what the fuck ever. I don't need you. You know, I don't need you to have kids for me. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, Gene gets a little dicey. Yeah. Gene, uh, you know, shifted his his gaze towards uh, his one of his older daughters uh, at the time. <clears throat> so, so Gene always had a favorite kid. Didn't try to hide it or anything from, from the wife or the other children. Uh, it was uh, his daughter, Sheila. And, you know, he gave her like the most expensive presents for birthdays and Christmas. He always addressed her with cute little nicknames that would generally be like, oh, that's sweet, but didn't do that with any other children. And yeah. it was... Uh, just sad you know yeah and and weird but really really there was no maliciousness behind the favoritism until uh you know until the news of the no more children with with becky and uh she was about 16 whenever he started becoming uh inappropriate with sheila yeah um and then uh in the summer of 1980 you know just about a year after he'd retired uh from the military he took Sheila, she was 17, took Sheila on a road trip to California, uh, just him and her, which is fucking weird. Uh, they're, in, they're still in New Mexico at this time, and uh, raped her. So, as you, as you would expect from where that was going. So, that was the first time that that happened to Sheila. Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. It, yeah, Gene, that is, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not an upstanding man. One of the yeah, one of the many terrible terrible things about Gene. Yeah, it's a it's an atrocity in itself. Yeah. But then it's also his daughter. And then it's also yeah, that that's horrible. Right. Yeah. My yeah, it, it it's so many layers of There's so many, fucking yeah, horrible. And it's like it's unfathomable like right how how bad it gets. So let's yeah. hear more. So Sheila obviously uh, was ashamed and frightened. She was a normally quiet girl, kept to herself, was a good student in school, um, didn't, you know, was instructed not to tell anybody, of course, uh, by her father. Um, unfortunately, she started developing a belly. She was pregnant by her wonderful father, Gene. Sheila's older brother, uh, Gene Jr., found out. Sucks to be Gene Jr. Gene Jr., Jesus. Yeah. Uh, he informed a social worker 
like, you know, like uh, an anonymous tip kind of thing. So they did, uh, you know, like DCFS did an investigation uh, and they were like, oh, something's fucking, you know, something's fucking going on. You know, they found out that, you know, the youngest daughter, not the youngest daughter, but Sheila was potentially pregnant by the father and there was an arrest warrant put out for for Gene. Right. As there should have been. Right. He should have just been, you know, probably shot on sight. But anyway. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, to flee the warrant and, uh, you know, social social workers, he fled from New Mexico back to his childhood state of Arkansas. Uh, But see, but but see, the good thing about this, though, is that he's not, you know, he's not necessarily Arkansas, you know, homegrown. No. You know, Uh, so we don't really claim claim him. No, not at all. It just happened here. And he was here for a little bit when he was a kid, um, but yeah, this is not this is not a product of Arkansas. Um, anyways, so fled fled authorities uh, first moved his family to Ward, Arkansas, in Lone Oak County. Shout out to Ward. Shout out to Ward. Not too far from here. Yeah, know some people in Ward. Yeah, good people. Not Gene. Uh, and then he he they spent a few years there, and he was trying to he was trying to find a nice home. Not a nice home. Uh, he he was trying to find a home, liking. yeah, to his liking, closer to where he grew up as a child with yeah. his mother and stepfather. He eventually did find it uh, up in in Pope County, uh, in Dover, Arkansas, uh, in 1983. <clears throat> so just you know, a couple years later, uh, he found you know found like the the place he was was eyeing. Uh, family took up residence on a 13 acre uh, lot of land. Uh, just six and a half miles north of Dover, so in Dover, but in the hills, you know, away from the, you know the main people. And he called it Mockingbird Hill. Um, I don't care what he called it. No know? fucking clue why. Yeah, no, no, uh, <laughs> the residence. That's horrible. The residence was uh, constructed of two older model mobile homes joined to form one larger home, and uh, neither of which had still didn't have a telephone, uh, didn't have indoor plumbing. Uh, he had, you know, he had used his seven children to like construct a massive makeshift privacy fence that, you know, uh, had wood and, and concrete and brick, whatever the fuck else he could find to, to build it. And it was like as high as like 10 feet in some, in some yeah, spots. Yeah. So just like a fucking wall. Yeah. You know, a wall to keep, you know, people in or out, you know. Yeah. Both for sure. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Uh, so Gene, again, didn't, you know, much like when he was younger, w- didn't really work out very well uh, outside the military. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just had a bunch of random uh, low paying jobs uh, in the nearby town of Russellville, Arkansas. I uh, got some, you know, in-laws up there. That's cool. Yeah. Is, is Russellville in Pope County? Because if so, then, you know, I've gone through Pope County many times. We'd have to we'd have to double check double. that one. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. It's so. probably it, it might be. If not, it's really close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he just hated he hated having these shitty little jobs, which a lot of people do. But for Gene, he was you know he was an egotistical, crazy bastard. So it just it like enraged him that he had to do these little jobs just to keep paying on his bill, you know, his house and stuff. And and I think you know I have some some friends that and acquaintances that have had long you know military careers and are now out of the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's definitely a culture shock, I think. You right know, as you come from. Uh, you know, spending a lot of your maturity and your, if you join the military at 18 or whatever, you know, yeah. and then you're there for 20 years um, and you come out and it's like, oh, you're actually experiencing society for the first time, you yeah. know, and not having things in order for right. you and all things laid out for you. So 
I can see how that could be frustrating, but there is no sympathy or empathy for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no sympathy, but you you can definitely attribute some of his some of his uh, attitude and and way of life to it, especially during wartime. Yeah, like that's even crazier. Like again, oh, yeah. again, no, yeah, no, actually, you know, no empathy or or uh, excuses for Gene the way he was to his family and everything. But the war is fucking crazy. Yeah, like people came back fucked up still yeah. do still yeah. do you know? he probably needed help at an early age oh yeah and then all throughout oh yeah he was and, he was a getting... fucking troubled kid yeah and then he just went into more trouble yep fucking crazy uh but yeah hated his jobs uh he worked at uh one of his jobs was uh, at woodline motor freight uh where he had a female manager and that pissed him off more because he uh you know, was like he's, I said earlier, he's a he's a man misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah huge sexist. misogynist, sexist. Uh, you know, like I said, it was it was his right that he should be able to have as many children as he possibly can with his wife, uh, even if idiot. she could die. <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, but that that really pissed him off. That and and she was very strict. Like she had to reprimand him multiple times because uh, he's an idiot, um, and that just made him more angry. Mm. Um, there was uh, several reports there of uh, inappropriate sexual advances towards a younger coworker. I believe she was like 24 at the time. Whenever those, uh, whenever he got uh, accused of all that, uh, definitely believe it happened. Yeah, not surprising. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, he quit. He quit there. He was he resigned. Like he wasn't fired, but they were gonna fire him. Uh, he went to work at a uh, mini mart for about a year and a half. Uh, before quitting on December eighteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. So yeah, so moved okay. to moved to Dover eighty-three. Worked horrible jobs, little meaningless jobs. Was horrible to his family. Lived in a shithole with no shitter. Yeah, mock, mockingbird, mockingbird hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mockingbird uh, shithole. Very very nice place. So uh, by that time. In 87, the number of people within the home had reduced to seven as the two oldest children, Billy and Sheila, had moved out, married, had children of their own. Good for them. Right. Which if you fucking survive that and then can have like a an actual family outside of it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Becky, uh, over the years, especially after finding out the things about Sheila and then moving to Arkansas where their home life went even you know, worse... Becky fucking hated Gene. Uh, she had discussed leaving him with the eldest kids. She, ironically, the only reason she had stayed as long as she did was for the sake of her children. And, you know, it, it's just mm. a hard, you know, she's between a, a, you know, an asshole and a hard place. Mm. It, it's, she, she didn't think she could be uh, financially stable without Gene because she got, she had fucking seven kids. Yeah. And now she has five. Yeah. Still like young, you know, still young school age kids. So it, it's hard to leave, you know, and, a, a yeah. terrible situation. And of course, with the threats, because she knew about Gene and Sheila. So he had threatened her like, you know, if you go to the police, I'll fucking kill you. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. So just really tough. Yeah, it would be really. Yeah. I can see how it'd be really hard to do. That yeah. Now. And it's been going on for a long time. They've been together for this is going on, you know, 27 years now. So. This has been her whole life, basically. So, you know, Billy and Sheila, uh, after being moved out, you know, they're like, Mom, you need to, you got to get the fuck out. Like, you can get some, you know, you can get some aid. You can get some military benefits because he was in the military for so long. They'll still support you even if you divorce him. Um, 
and they had finally convinced Becky that it's time. Like, you can get out. You can take the kids. Get the fuck away from him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that you could do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's December of 1987. She was like, okay, we're going to get everyone together uh, for Christmas. Have one last Christmas. And I'm going to tell them I'm fucking gone. Yep. Like, I'm leaving. This is the last time. Good riddance. Yeah. Don't ever fucking... Can't, can't even call me. You don't have a telephone, bitch. Um, <laughs> so that was the plan from Becky and the, the older kids. But, you know, unfortunately, Jean had also been planning something for a couple months now. And he had he had caught wind, you know, of Becky uh, wanting to leave. And he had also... Uh, Jean had also grown just pretty upset that, his, that Sheila had left. Uh, and remarried and had kids that really that really made him mad as well yeah because just like becky he felt like sheila was his you know that was uh, you know that was just another woman that belonged to him and he deserved to have and have children with and all that pretty fucking insane so gene uh whenever becky told gene that you know the whole family you know the kids and the grandkids are all coming for christmas we're gonna have a you know get together uh that pretty much pretty much set gene's plan into motion he was like okay he's like now's the time to do it just quit his job december 18th uh you know everyone's gonna be here fucking perfect mentally unstable psychopathic man yes absolutely he so yeah he had he had quit all his jobs uh or been fired uh and i mean this was this was the end for gene like this was in game basically yeah so uh because he couldn't he couldn't possibly fathom losing you know his this family that he had created and abused and uh, you know uh, you know especially becky and uh and the sheila thing he that had already he had already technically lost sheila so losing becky and the kids he you know no it's too much Mm. and it was and it's not from a good and that's not like a good thing like you know oh you can't take my family away from me it's i'm a fucking psychopath and I, this, I own these these things, and this is my property. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I call it unfathomable because I can't understand. Like, I could never understand how someone could think that way. You know, it's right. just, because it it makes no sense to me. Um, I don't think it makes sense to yeah most people. Uh, it, <clears throat> yeah, but keep keep going. I mean, <laughs> so December twenty second, nineteen eighty seven. Gene, uh, he, the, all the little children are still, still in school. So, so you got Loretta, Eddie, Marianne, and Rebecca Lynn all went to school. Some great names. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Arkansas. <laughs> um, he, so the only two left at home, or sorry, three were his wife and, uh, his oldest son. So, so Billy and Sheila, Billy was the second oldest. Uh, his oldest son had a kid, but wasn't married. Gene, Gene Jr. Uh, was the oldest one right was it gene gene jr uh billy yeah billy and the sheila billy and sheila were the ones that went and got married like you said right but, right, right but i don't know yes gene jr yes sorry yeah. gene jr was the oldest the first one. son yeah right so gene jr still lived at home had a kid okay um still yeah still at home but out of school out of high school um so after all the little ones went to school uh gene jr and the kid and Becky were still sleeping and uh, Gene already had um, like several guns in the home, 
But for uh, an unknown reason, he went to the local Walmart and he bought a 22 caliber revolver and returned home. A fucking 22 uh, pistol. Yeah. Fucking so stupid. Um, so Gene, uh, he got into, you know, the festivities. He plugged in all the Christmas lights, turned on the television, uh, and then in with, with a crowbar in one hand and his brand new 22 pistol in the other, uh, he went on a mission. Uh, he first went to Gene Jr.'s room. Uh, he basically beat him to death with the crowbar, uh, or tried to Gene, you know, reportedly tried to fight back. Uh, and then he shot him, shot him in the head with the, uh, Head and chest with the twenty two, because the twenty two is not a good no. murder weapon. Like not saying like, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like not that's as powerful, right? Gun, it's not yeah. powerful enough to yeah. just like kill them instantly. So I, I'm not sure where his. You know, he, the dude's fucking crazy. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyways, maybe it would be more suffering, right? Because it right you know, it would take more shots, more you know. But that's what, yeah, I have no idea. No idea. No way to rationalize it. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. Um, Becky, you know, heard the, heard the shots from, you know, across the hall. Uh, she, she was also uh, bludgeoned and shot with a 22. And then his three-year-old granddaughter, uh, you know, Gene Jr.'s daughter, uh, he strangled her, a three-year-old in the home. No comment. Yeah. No comment. I, yeah. Fucking insane yeah so you know that was so he killed three people right off the bat on you know just uh, the morning of the 22nd so the rest of the kids were still at school so he waited uh and this was this was the last day of school before christmas break so uh he waited for him to get home and he he told him to wait outside because all the bodies were still in the house and he said that he had some early christmas presents for them but he had to give them to each, you know, kid one at a time. So the first one was the uh, the oldest was seventeen year old Loretta. Uh, he took her in the house, strangled her, quiet, didn't alert the other kids. Uh, the three other uh, children, one at a time, Eddie, Marianne, uh, they were all killed in the same way. And outside their home, there was uh, like I said, no plumbing in these houses, so they had outhouses. And a couple months prior, he had had all the children dig these massive cesspits, which he told them at the time was for the outhouses to, you know, dump all their shit. Uh, this is where he dumped all the bodies. So, you know, right, right. very quickly and swiftly, he had killed uh, his whole family. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost his whole family. That- Seven people. Yeah. All on a, all in a morning all in a morning's work and then once the other ones got home from school yeah seven people and i don't know like the most you know notorious you know uh serial killings in the u.s or or the world but like this one they're first off there's a lot many of them are children that yeah that he's killed most of them most of them are children Mm -hmm. and they're his own kids as well right it it is on top of him being a pedophilic incestual right misogynistic psychopath so no yeah he was um he was fucking horrible before all this yeah Ah, it's so bad but you know but then he just went around and fucking killed his whole family um so yeah he dumped all their bodies in the uh in the holes that they had dug 
you know, just a couple months prior. So uh, the the following days, um, Gene just hung out at the house, just stayed home, drank some beer, watched some TV. Because um, like I said, it's, it's uh, Christmas break now. Oh, he's so probably the, an alcoholic too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no one was no one was wondering where the kids were because it's Christmas break. They were a pretty secluded family, anyways. So no telephone. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't think anybody would be looking for them. Right. They didn't have. And anybody. they weren't. Yeah. So uh, that part of his plan worked out exactly at probably as he uh, intended. So four days later, this is uh, December twenty sixth. This is when uh, his two oldest, well, the two kids that had moved out, were. Uh, planning on coming the day after christmas you know they're going to come over and uh you know have their get together yeah uh so the first to uh around midday on the 26th um so his his second oldest son billy uh his wife renata uh they showed up shot him shot him dead as they like as they pulled up in the car then uh pulled out their 20 month old son and drowned him uh, his his grandson. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, and then after after they left or after he killed them, uh, Sheila and her husband Dennis showed up, shot him, shot him dead, as they arrived, uh, and then Simmons uh, strangled the uh, seven year old uh, Sylvia, who was Sheila's daughter, and uh, in laws said that that was probably Jean's son. Or, or sorry, daughter. Yeah. But because yeah. he, uh, she was pregnant with his kid, right? And he said that he got her an abortion, and uh, like she was, she had reportedly had a couple of abortions by Gene. <laughs> uh, but so it's unconfirmed whether or not the seven-year-old was his or Dennis's. That's just unconfirmed. Oh, that's horrible. Oh my gosh. Um, but he strangled the seven-year-old, killed her. And then she had a uh, 21-month-old son of her and Dennis's uh, that he uh, also strangled. So Sheila had two kids with Dennis. Um, so that is now his entire family. His entire family is slain. His All his children, all his ga- grandchildren, and his wife, Becky, all fucking dead. Mm. Uh, horrible, horrible execution-style drowning, strangle. I mean, just fucking <laughs> insane slaughter yeah mind-boggling absolutely he retrieved uh the bodies from the cesspits and drug everyone's uh, bodies in the house um he like like laid them all out in rows uh inside the home he he covered some of the bodies with uh like plastic sheeting um i think the i think the only ones two of the little ones two of the babies uh he for some reason, he put them in uh, some abandoned cars down, like down the street. Uh, there was no method to how he. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing he did, uh, like, he did cover Sheila in something different. He like chose their best tablecloth to cover Sheila. Everyone else was just covered with like coats and the plastic sheeting and everything. Sheila was the only one like separated. So that was like his fucking prize possession, even though he had to kill her. But yeah, and then the two babies, for some reason, like I said, he put those in a car, an abandoned car down the down the road. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, after the murder, Simmons drove to Sears in Russellville, where he re- picked up some Christmas gifts that he uh, had previously ordered um, for his children. 
And later that night, he went for a drink at a bar before he just returned home, drank some more beer, watched some more TV. So that was his prerogative after murders was beer and TV. But fucking killed his entire family on the 26th. Killed the rest of them. Yeah. And then uh, just hung out in the house with uh, almost all the bodies for two days. Didn't leave. Uh, and then morning of December 28th, because uh, his plan was not over. He had yeah. completed most of it, but he also had some other things he wanted to carry out. So two days later, he drove to Walmart in Russellville, where he pre- previously purchased the uh, the 22. Um, he then went to uh, a law firm where he had previously met um, a secretary there. He had reportedly, uh, you know, made advances towards her. She was a younger woman. And she rejected him. Uh, so she, he went in there and shot and killed her. And that was the, like, the only interactions they had had. All right. Um, he went to uh, an oil company office where he intended to kill the owner, uh, Russell Taylor. Uh, he was also the owner of the Mini Mart where he uh, previously resigned due to those uh, sexual uh, you know, harassment uh, accusations. Um, he shot and wounded Taylor. Before uh, killing another person in the building named Jay's Chaffin. Uh, and that was a complete stranger. That was just a... He was just there, so he got shot. Okay. Uh, shot Taylor, didn't kill Taylor. He also reportedly shot at other people in the building, but didn't didn't hit anybody. So, so, so far, he's killed, you know, a woman that rejected him and then an, an old boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, sorry. The, Wound, wounded the, the boss, boss, killed a random yeah. guy. Yeah. Fucking... He then went to the Mini Mart. Um, I hate this guy so much. Yeah. I, I mean, he's on a fucking rampage right now. I, yeah. And I'm trying to think, like, you... Yeah. I can't, you know, I don't know. I can't rationalize it. He's trying to get rid of anyone that wronged him in his... Like, he felt wrong to him or something. And so that was right. his whole family, you know, these, these bosses. And, I mean... Yeah, the... Is, and I don't remember, like, is he, does he plan to kill himself, you know, at the end of it? It's just... The, see, the, the revenge on, like, the woman that rejected him, the boss that he didn't like, that is more... That makes more sense. Not doesn't make more sense, but, like, slaying his entire family because, you know, he obviously had issues with Becky and Sheila. Yeah, but the kid... Yeah, the kid, little kids didn't do anything. Yeah. Right, he was killing... Ba- he killed babies. Yeah. So... There's no rationale with the guy no. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, there's, I have actual hatred for this. Yeah. Guy, so. Yeah. No, as you, as you should. Um, he uh, went to the mini mart, uh, shot and wounded two other people. Um, just not named. Yeah. Just like he's just on a shooting spree. I don't know if he was looking for someone that he didn't find. So mm-hmm. he just fucking shot. Um, and then his final target was back at the Woodland Motor Freight Company where he uh, went and found his former supervisor, the woman that he loathed working for because she was right. uh, a woman. A woman, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, shot her twice, uh, wounded her, and uh, probably thought he killed her, but he's using a fucking twenty two. Um, and then he, you know, he held one of the employees at gunpoint and told him to call the police. He said, you know, get the police here, you know, now, or I'm going to fucking shoot you. Yeah. Um, so uh, at, the, uh, at the freight company... Police arrived. Simmons handed over his gun and surrendered without any any incident. Very unfortunate. 
Um, so this this uh, rampage outside the home on the 28th only took about 40 minutes. Uh, he had managed to kill two. Uh, only one of them was a target. And then he injured four others. Hmm. So by the time he was in police custody, the killing spree ended with uh, 14 family members, direct family members, um, his former former boss, and 14. a stranger dead. Yeah. Yeah. So 16 total. And then he wounded uh, Other, four, four others. others yeah. 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 And so I, I guess the 22 thing wasn't about suffering. He just... It really makes no fucking sense because he was in, he was the, in the military. military. Yeah. So, so he could definitely, like, he had other guns in the home. I don't know what they were, but <laughs> he could have obtained something better and he probably would have killed everyone he shot. Like, he wouldn't have wounded anybody. Right, exactly. So, it, it, anyway. and then he, and it wouldn't have been like he had to shoot, like, you know, like Gene Jr. and his, and his wife several times. Mm hmm. Um, just very unnecessary suffering. Yeah. Uh, which that could have, that could have been his, you know, cause he was angry with them. So, but I mean like these random people too, right. like, yeah, he's just, uh, you know, like, was he trying, you know, we don't know. We don't know. doesn't matter. Right. Uh, they, the good thing is that they lived. So, right. And, um, so with the 16 dead, he, he was the most prolific mass murderer in Arkansas history. Mr. Mr. Gene Simmons was, um, after after he was arrested, uh, you know they they didn't even know they didn't even know about his family yet. Right. They just assumed he was going on just shooting people throughout town through Russellville, and it wasn't until they had him arrested in custody that he told them, "Go to my house." Yeah. You know, there's more bodies there, and they're like, "Oh fuck, that's horrible." You know. Um. Yeah, obviously, uh, as he should have, he went, uh, he underwent some psychiatric evaluation where thankfully he was found fit to stand trial. Not thankfully, because that makes it like kind of worse that he was stable mind enough to stand trial, but also stable enough to murder 14 yeah, members of his family. Don't want him to get off. Yeah. with. The, but yes, thankfully he could stand trial yeah. as far as, you know, so we could get this motherfucker. Um, so he had two separate trials. The first trial was for the murders of his former boss and the stranger that he shot, Kendrick and Chaffin. Yeah. And uh, he was found guilty yeah. uh, <laughs> in May of the following year. So it didn't take long. Yeah. Five months. Uh, and he was sentenced to death. And I, I believe it was it was over 100 years in prison, mm -hmm. like on top of the death sentence. And I, I wanted to go back to the like the uh, being fit to stand trial. Because, mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking with him sitting in his home for two days yep multiple days before that it's premeditated for you know that he mm -hmm. had them dig the pits and things like there's just no way that he could have you you wouldn't be in a state of psychosis for months or even right a, you know a few days you know it's sit there to dwell and then continue on it's like i think if it was a if it wasn't premeditated it was a spur thing or you know what i mean yeah. like there's two there's so many things going against it that show that he was intentional about the decisions that he was making and his plans, you know what I'm saying? That that that's what's horrible. Like that's what's so bad about it. Um, but and I think unfortunately, even even with that, like you know, him being stable enough to plan and carry out this in a meticulous manner, I think like I think he could definitely still, if he wanted to, he still probably could have gotten off. As well, he still could have uh, been evaluated, and they said he's not fit to stand trial because I think. 
because I think it's not necessary like, oh, this person is fucking insane. Like they're in psychosis right now. Like I think it's I think it's like much easier than that to plead insanity. Just based off of like other other cases and shit that I've I've heard and read. Yeah. Um but like thankfully Simmons was like pretty much cooperative. He wasn't trying to get out of it. Um he pled guilty. He didn't lie about what he did. Um so uh, he yeah. yeah, so he was sentenced to death, hundred years in prison for the first two murders, or the last two murders, I should say. Um so then the next trial, uh it was it, you know, it was a pretty pretty long trial. Uh he was found guilty on fe- February tenth of nineteen eighty nine, so a year and a half later, uh well, a little less. Um for the the murders of his fourteen family members. He was uh, sentenced to death uh, again, and then like another 150 years in prison. Right. So you know, uh, he he was fucking you know he was dead. Like he that they they didn't waste any time. They were like, okay, uh, this he fucking did it. He said he did it. Kill him. Yeah, and I bet he. I mean, imagine like the the um, isolation that he was had had to be kept in because. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so um. As to a motive to the murders, um, you know, a family friend told investigators that, you know, Simmons' wife had been planning to divorce him. She'd been saving up some money. Um, And then also during the trial uh, for his family's killings, uh, he had to be removed from the courtroom one day because a uh, uh, the the other attorney introduced a letter between him and Sheila. Gene and Sheila, mm-hmm. where uh, Gene expressed anger that Sheila had revealed that uh, Sylvia, the seven-year-old, was his daughter, and that uh, you know because at this point still it was under wraps. Yeah. Um, if it was truly his daughter, and that uh, you know Gene wrote in the letter, you know, like "fuck you, see you in hell," all this stuff, and and when they introduced that letter into court, you know that he flew off the fucking handle and had to be removed. So just like what we were saying earlier, like it seemed like Becky and Sheila were the main focus of, you know, his anger, uh, but still doesn't yeah. still doesn't make sense why he would kill fucking everyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as far as as far as being insane or him being competent to, you know, stand all these trials, I mean, they they concluded again and again and again that Simmons was good. He was competent. He, he's, you know, there's no, there's nothing wrong, nothing lawfully wrong with trying him normally. And that's what they did. But how, like you're saying, Simmons had to be kept in, in solitaire on death row uh, and away, well away from everyone else because he had waived his rights to appeal the death penalty. Hmm. And the other inmates uh, wanted to fucking kill him yeah. because they felt like him doing all this and it being such a high profile case is going to hurt their chances to appeal their death sentences. Mm-hmm. So um, he wasn't liked inside or outside the prison. No, no. and Yeah, I can just imagine that if he was... Like, yeah, there's no way he'd be put in gin pop, but like... Oh, no, 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 yeah. It, it, death row is a whole, yeah. whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. And um, while he was awaiting um, his trials and his you know his death sentence uh he's he was uh, housed at cummings unit um which is not very far from here uh 
I, I cannot, unfortunately, I cannot remember the, the unit where it's at, mm. but that's one of the units that uh, I went to and had to do a shakedown in whenever I was doing training for her, you know, Arkansas Department of Corrections. Nice. It's a, they house death row inmates and uh, they execute them there. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a big fucking prison. Yeah. And they have, they don't have like, uh, most of most of theirs are complete lockdown, like isolation inmates. Mm-hmm. So they're mostly just in a cell by themselves. They don't just get out in general population or anything. Yeah. But uh, I thought wow. that was that, that was interesting. But that's that's where he was being held. Wow. So so yeah, he was he was found guilty of you know in a second trial February of 1989, and then uh, just over uh, a year later, um, May 31st, uh, 1990. Uh, Bill Clinton, uh, governor of Arkansas at the time, before he was president, uh, signed the execution warrant. And then on June 25th, which is my wife's birthday, uh, <laughs> 1990, uh, he died by lethal injection at the Cummins unit. And uh, this this was the quickest trial to execution in Arkansas history because it was seemingly so cut and dry and he was, like I said, he was cooperative. He didn't, um, he, he literally said for people, because, because you know how like people on death row, like some people obviously aren't supposed to be there, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are. And like, they'll have advocates and, and like, uh, programs that are trying to appeal their death sentence for them. Yeah. And he basically, he said, no. And like one of the quotes was, um, to those who oppose the death penalty in my particular case, anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment. So yeah, he waived his right to appeal. He he was cooperative. I fucking Maybe we did bring it. back torture. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's unfortunate that he that he died by lethal injection. Oh, that's horrible, man. Like I, yeah. So he he knew he knew what he did. He was competent, huh. and he wanted to die, but yeah. he didn't kill himself though. Really and I'm not sure because he's a psychopath. And I don't know if he wanted he wanted to tell them what he did and and relive it. You know. Because that's what they fucking do. They they want to. It's inexplicable to me. I, I, yeah, I don't know. The twenty two wouldn't have done it. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> he um, uh, not surprisingly, uh, there was no surviving relatives to claim his body, and he was uh, buried in a potter's field in Lincoln County, Arkansas. I don't know if that was just like the closest one or whatever. Uh. Um, so yeah, nobody nobody gave a fuck about him. Um, he did some horrible atrocities, but, um, just, uh, it was best case scenario on his trial because yeah. he could have, he could have, he'd still be alive right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, we should bring back torture because it's just unfair. Should, yeah. Yeah. It's just unfair to, to just kill him. <laughs> and he only, he was only in jail for, you know, like two years, a little over two years. Yeah. Maybe we're missing like, you know whenever we decommissioned you know like the medieval devices maybe that was yeah like, like too quick of a call maybe we <laughs> i mean we we need the we need lethal injection for some cases yeah. but this this guy he deserves something different you know has yeah. most prolific mass murder and like you said earlier you know it's it's not just someone that took a fucking machine gun mm-hmm. and went to town on a crowd yeah this was this was fucking personal slayings of his family. This was like intimate killing. 
Yeah. Of people that, yeah, your family, your family. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking horrible, horrible case of Ronald. Yeah, Ronald very dark. Yeah, Ron, Extremely dark. Ron's really gone wrong here. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Horrible, horrible story. Um, But again, not an Arkansas product. Not at He's all. He's from Chicago, Illinois. Nope. Fuck Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> they produced Ronald Gene Simmons. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Gene Simmons from Kiss though. Yeah. No, yeah. I if he if you want it. Gene Simmons could be on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck Ronald. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, that will do it. That'll do it for uh Far From Qualified Crime. Uh hope you had a feeling of sadness when hearing this episode because mm. it's fucking horrible. Yeah. And uh, a more lighthearted episode next next week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have some more paranormal stuff for you next week. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I'm just sharing the hatred of Ronald Gene Simmons with us. Yeah. And we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week. All right. See ya.